All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to Episode 3, Season 2, Pursuing Jesus Podcast. I'm Shane Winnings. Thank you for joining. Today's podcast episode is titled Fat Bellies, Thin Souls, and we'll be out of Numbers 11. We're going to be talking about how ungratefulness destroyed a people. Hey, I want to thank you for listening, and uh, I want to invite you to partner with us. Last year, we were in the top 50 out of 92,000 podcasts in the spirituality category, and we reached over 90 countries, and we're in the top 1% of all podcasts that were shared on Spotify, in the top 1%. That means that you guys were sharing the message, helping it get out there, reaching so many people, helping them learn how to pursue Jesus. And if you want to help me keep doing this, I want to invite you to partner with us in a, in a monthly gift. We are looking for 100 partners. You know, we, we reached 110,000 people last year. If, oh man, that's not even 1%, right? We're looking at a thousandth of a percent, 100. If 100 people uh, signed up to give $30 a month, we would reach our goal for this year. I have some big stuff happening, traveling with Let Us Worship and Sean Foyt as we go to every state capital in the United States. I'm going to be traveling and preaching like always and continuing to make content like this, which is absolutely free, and I do all of it because I'm supported by donors. So would you consider joining our donor team? That is a dollar a day. Um, so just pray about that. Maybe maybe now is the right time, or maybe it's not. Maybe you're already given somewhere. Don't feel bad. I say no to people all the time because we already have our tithes and offerings um, budgeted to go somewhere, but sometimes the Lord will prompt us and we will do it. We just started sponsoring a kid, um, down South and it wasn't part of our budget, but we felt prompted by the Lord. And so we did it. So, Hey, sometimes it can happen. We've also said no to something. So there's a little teaching moment. Don't be afraid to say no, uh, because sometimes your no is protecting a yes that you've already given. There's a tidbit. We'll do an episode on that. Boundaries. That's a good one. I am going to write that down. Okay, let's get into this. Numbers 11. We are talking about the ungratefulness of the Israelites. Now, this is not a long episode, but this is just a little bit of teaching. Maybe you don't know about the story, or maybe you do, and I'm just going to expound on it a little bit. Basically, the Israelites have been wondering, and God was sovereignly and supernaturally providing for them. He was, he was a cloud by day, a fire by night, literally a fire, keeping them warm in the desert at night. If you've never been in the desert, it is freezing at night. And during the day, he was, he was a cloud. He was shielding them from the sun. And he was also guiding them and leading them and was a sign to them. But not just that, as if that wasn't enough, he provided them fresh manna to eat every single day morning. Fresh manna. Now, what happens when you begin to live ungrateful is that you start living selfishly. You start thinking about yourself. You lose sight of the promise. You lose sight of the provision. You lose sight of the provider. I did not mean to do alliteration right there. I felt like a pastor on a Sunday. When you are selfish, you lose sight of the promise, the provision, and the provider right? Every good pastor has alliteration. It helps people to stay engaged. But it's true. You lose sight of it because you're thinking about yourself. And so what happens is 
these people are complaining all the time. Even God told Moses, he's like, these are a stiff-necked people. He told them when he was signing up, he's like, this is not going to be easy. And uh, Moses told Joshua the exact same thing. Joshua got the charge before taking over, and it was like, hey, this is not going to be easy for you. These people are tough, and guess what? They are going to fall away. They're not going to remain faithful to the covenant, but they're my people anyways. So this is who we're dealing with. So they're going through the wilderness, and yeah, it it took them quite a while because of disobedience and complaining, but it was God's mercy that they went the way that they did because had they gone the other way, the other route, they would have been disheartened because of war, because of the Philistines. So it was actually God's mercy that they went the route that they did. He provided for them all along the way, and at some point, they began to become ungrateful for the manna, and they said, we want some meat. We want to eat meat. Now listen, I'm a meat eater. I love it, and I can appreciate some good, some good meat, but guess what? I'm not going to be ungrateful for what God is giving me. He is literally sustaining these people supernaturally. They should all be dead. Their clothes are not wearing off of their bodies. Think about it, guys. They're in the wilderness for 40 years. If you wore your clothes for 40 days in some circumstances, they would be pretty tore up. You're not, you're not doing laundry. You're not folding them nice and neat and putting them in your drawer. Like, you're wearing this stuff. Their clothes didn't wear out. They're being fed every day for years and years and years. And guess what? They're getting ungrateful. They are so tired of it. They're not grateful anymore. They're not thankful that it's keeping them alive. And so they begin to ask Moses, we want some meat. Give us meat that we may eat, it says in Numbers eleven, thirteen. Moses says, I'm not able to bear all these people alone. The burden is too heavy for me. If you treat me like this, please kill me here and now if I have found favor in your sight. Do not let me see my wretchedness. Moses is so done with these people. But guess what? The Lord decided to send them some quail. Now, it's interesting that it says that uh, the younger men, it says they were sturdy in their appearance. The King James straight up says that they were fat. So it wasn't people that were uh, malnourished. They weren't malnourished. They weren't skinny and, and dying and they needed some protein. These were fat people, fat-bellied. They didn't need it. They had a gluttonous craving. They had a hunger lust. And here's what it said in Numbers eleven thirty-one through 34. Now a wind went out from the Lord and it brought quail from the sea and left them fluttering near the camp about a day's journey on this side and about a day's journey on the other side, all around the camp, and about two cubits above the surface of the ground. Now, they have done a calculation, and they believe this was close to a billion quail. Um, I obviously didn't run the numbers on that, because that is a lot of math, but it seems, it seems right. God's making a statement here. 32, and the people stayed up all that night, all that day, all night, and all the next day, and gathered the quail, he who gathered least gathered ten homers, which apparently that is a lot. And they spread them out for themselves all around the camp. 33, check this out. You can also read this in Psalm 78. But while the meat was still between their teeth, before it was chewed, 
the wrath of the Lord was aroused against the people, and the Lord struck the people with a very great plague. So he called the name of that place Kibroth Hadava, because there they buried the people who yielded to the craving. Who yielded to the craving. Guess what that place is called? Kibroth Hadava. Guess what that means? It literally means graves of craving. They buried the people in a place that they named graves of craving. Their craving killed them. I want to ask you today, have you become ungrateful with the things that the Lord has given you, the things the Lord has provided you, the things the Lord has blessed you with? And as a result, have you begun to crave other things? We don't need to look any further in the Bible, not very far past the first page when we get to Numbers 11 to see that craving kills. God killed so many people because of hunger, lust. I want you to hear that again. Many, many people, we don't have a number, but he sent a billion quail. And these people died and were killed by God because they yielded to their craving. Now, it's not a sin to have a craving. It's a sin to yield to your craving, just like temptation. It's not a sin to be tempted. It's a sin to yield. We are called to flee. These people took their eyes off of God They were not thankful anymore, and as a result, they began to live out of their flesh, complain, dispute, self-seeking. They said, I wish we could just go back to Egypt. Why would God bring us here? We don't have any meat. And while the meat was still between their teeth, they were killed. This reminds me a lot of Romans 1. If you've been following me on Instagram and YouTube, I've been sharing morning wisdoms, and right now we're doing a series on Romans. Listen to Romans 1. Although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. There's something here about not being thankful. Not glorifying God and not being thankful. And God handed them over to their sin, it says here in Romans 1. He handed them over to do the things which are not fitting, and it ended up killing them. And here in Numbers 11, God hands them over. He literally gives them exactly what they want, and while it's still in their teeth, they die. Can I tell you that this is what sin will do? Sin will try to come in and appear as something appealing something that you think you want. And if you take your eyes off of God, at some point, you're going to talk yourself into believing that this is going to be good for you. It's going to work out. It's not going to have any consequence or anything like that. And I'm telling you that sin leads to death. In some area, something is going to die. You're going to lose some faith. You're going to shipwreck your faith. You're going to sear your conscience. You're going to feel ashamed. You're going to feel guilty because the enemy will bring condemnation, even though he's the one that's tempting you. You see, the enemy tempts, but we have the ability to cooperate or to flee. Let's take a lesson from these guys here in Numbers 11. 
Guys, they were killed because they had a hunger lust. They weren't sleeping around with each other. They weren't getting drunk on alcohol. They were ungrateful and they wanted meat and God killed them. It's making a statement. Listen, if you find yourself in this position where your flesh is beginning to have a voice and it's very loud and you're not liking it, I want to encourage you to go on a fast. A no food fast, water only. And if you want more information about fasting, you need to check this book out. I'm going to tell you the title right now. The Atomic Power of Fasting and Prayer. Author Franklin Hall. The Atomic Power of Fasting and Prayer by Franklin Hall. You can get it on Amazon for like $8. It is a life-changing book on fasting. And I'm telling you, a short to medium fast will kill Most bad habits and addictions that you have in a prolonged fast will absolutely destroy any other ones. These people should have fasted when their flesh began to rise up, but they did not. They did not think of these things. All they did was think of themselves. They were ungrateful, and it led to them taking their eyes off of God, taking their eyes off of the fact that, wow, every day I'm waking up fresh manna. It's not old manna. He only gave them enough to last them that day. Every day, waking up, being provided for, God's leading us. Yeah, it's hard, but he's taking us there. There's a promised land ahead, but they took their eyes off of that. Guys, they didn't even make it to the promised land because they were so ungrateful that they wanted meat, and they died. Would we not see our destiny unfulfilled because we were ungrateful and we had a craving for something other than God himself? It's going to end up killing you in some way. Right now, wherever you're at, if you've got cravings in your life that aren't in God, if you're not craving the word, if you're not hungering and thirsting for righteousness, if you are not craving time with him, I don't want you to condemn yourself because you're not. I just want you to recognize, oh my gosh, I'm not craving time with the Lord. Are you craving other things? Are you craving sin? Are you craving the things of the world? doesn't mean you have a demon. It doesn't mean you aren't saved, but it does mean that your flesh, which needs to be crucified daily, remember, you can't cast out the flesh and you can't crucify a demon. Demons must be taken authority over, cast out, and the flesh must be crucified daily. If your flesh is rising up, that means your old man is due for a good beating, and it's time to beat him down with prayer and fasting. So I want to encourage you to fast and you will see those cravings no longer running your life, taking over your mind and making your flesh freak out. Amen. Hey guys, well, thanks for listening. Listen, if this spoke to you, please share it. Let's keep, let's, let, let's keep 2023 a year that we are still in the top 1% of most shared podcasts. Share it to social media. Look, take a screenshot, copy the link. You can post it on Instagram. Tag me. I'll repost it. Let people know, you know, hey, this this podcast was powerful. It spoke to me about this. Um, just be honest. Just give them, give them a little review in your Instagram story and then give them a place to go listen to it. And I bet you people will. And people will begin to get free. Um, I have a book that I wrote. It's called I Will Always Overcome. And it is designed to take you from a place of fear to a place of faith. It's a nine-week devotional. Listen, we just kicked off the new year. What a great resolution to have of, hey, I'm going to do a daily devotional for three to five minutes a day. Why don't you pick mine up? It's only 10 bucks. You can get a little paperback copy or you can just buy the ebook, 
on Amazon and read it on your phone or however you want to do it. Um, again, it's called I Will Always Overcome, or you can get it at my website, shanewinnings.com. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I will see you tomorrow. We have a great episode tomorrow, so don't miss it. Make sure you follow the podcast, turn on notifications or hit the bell, whatever it is, whatever platform you're on, so that you get notified. I get little uh, pop-ups on my phone that say, hey, a new episode is posted. And uh, I think that's so handy. So this could be something you listen to on the way to work, on the way home, on the uh, while you're at the gym, whatever. But you don't want to miss an episode. Um, if you're enjoying this so far. So thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you tomorrow.